the faithful. These individuals, these believers, these as the Bible and people even reference them as ignorant and unlearned men. <clears throat> these individuals that had enough faith to trust God and do what God was calling for them to do. These people, which were imperfect as you and I, but they had a hunger and a desire to grow in the Lord. Because they understood, as some of you know, and as I am assured of, we just can't make it without the Lord. I don't know how you feel about that, but family, I'm getting to a point and a place where I understand the word, when the word declares that without me, you are nothing. Family, I'm assured now more than ever that without the Lord, that whoever we are, we will become insignificant. Whatever we have will be insufficient. Whoever and whatever we desire to aspire to be, it will not be sustained apart from the Lord. Family, I'm in the text now because these people understood as I continue to share about small groups and believers coming together. Understand this. There is a blessing that is prepped to be released when the people of God come together. You know the word. That 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 it is good and it is pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. The Lord challenged me because he said, you do understand that, that the people of God can dwell but not dwell together. They can be in the same place, in the same space, but not be together. And it doesn't matter, family, how often we come in the same place. If we are not together, we will miss moments where God desires to bless us, catch this, individually, because we came together collectively. I'm in the text because what the text is tailored to teach us, even in Acts chapter 2 through Acts chapter 4, here it is. When they came together, their small groups, their, their, the believers coming together, it was a place and a space where the believer could retreat and refuel. For us, it would even be a place where the believer can be shaped and sharpened, catch this, stripped spiritually as well as strengthened spiritually is where your strength and your sight will be restored. Where the believer will be helped and healed from hurts because you do know that you and I will be hurt. The word is clear. Jesus said that in this world you will have 
tribulation. He says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The challenge is, family, is that we have to be able to find cheer in between this hurt and that hurt. I don't know what your life look like, but oftentimes we can be hurt so long. We can be hurt so hard. We can be hit by things. People in your family don't even know what you have and what you are encountering. It takes sometimes, family, not only time to heal your wounds, but it takes someone that has the supernatural ability to pray for you, to cover you, to pour inside of you, to walk alongside of you, to help you when they can, to point you in the right direction. That sometimes is a process to even the believer being Family, what I'm learning is that he really is. The Lord shared with me as I begin, begin to pray concerning small groups. He said, I'm going to turn their house into a house of healing. Facilitators, that's why we're coming to bless your house. Before you have a, before you have your procession, because you gotta understand that the presence of the Lord must be in the house. Uh, I wish Obed-Edom was here because he was saying something about when the presence of God is in my house. Maybe, maybe God hasn't blessed the way you really want and need God to bless you is because his presence is in his house but his presence isn't in your house. I think somebody going to be challenged on today to re-establish the altar in their house. Because can I suggest and recommend to you on today that it don't matter who walks in your house when they bring their presence into the presence of the Lord, their presence I wish I had somebody that understood that. That you ain't got to worry about who crosses the thresholds of your house. When you know that the presence and the glory of the presence of the Lord is in your house. It, it don't matter who called you. It don't matter who's hanging on you. It don't matter who has hurt you. It don't matter what sickness you have, what disease you have. When the presence of the Lord is in your house. You will turn your house of hurt into a house of healing. Uh, he says that small groups, gatherings will be a place for refuge and restoration. We no longer will be like church folk. I'm going to say it again. We no longer will be like church folk that act like they are perfect but judge their neighbors in perfection we won't be those type of people we won't be the type of people that that will look down upon someone unless they're gathering information and content where they can whereby they can see how they can help somebody definitely not hinder and hurt somebody when we gather, it will be a place here it is where the bruised and the broken will be blessed. 
I hope you can hear this and built back better than they've ever been before. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful because I I asked the Lord. I said, you sure built back better than before I heard him say, even before the breach and brokenness occurred. Now, it took me a mile, a while to wrap my mind and my spirit around that because I had to understand, Lord, are you sure? Because I have encountered hurts myself that I need to understand, Lord, are you able to make me I wish I had somebody that said I was good before the breach. I was good before the brokenness. I, I was at a good place before the drama jumped off. I, I was at a good place before the before the bottom dropped out. God's word to you is that He will make you better than you were before the brokenness and the breach. And I suggest to you on this morning, family, that your testimony will give to others the will and the ability. Your testimony will provide answers and provide the assurance that while they are in their tests, God has already granted you with the testimony. I don't know who God is talking to in here, but can I just help somebody that all this time, here it is, you've been going through test after test. Can I suggest and recommend to you that God is getting ready to give you back the answers? I, I think what I'm trying to say and what I believe I see is that God says that with even on earth, that with every test, it takes a moment for the teacher to grade your test and then they give you back the test results as well as the answers. He says that for some of you, what he's getting ready to do, you have been having test after test after test, you ought to praise God that he's going to give you a season of rest for all of these tests that you have back to back and in the midst of that he is producing and will present your testimony. Now I gotta challenge you right there because after you have no more tests you better open up your mouth and learn how to give God the praise and give man your testimony. Why is that? Because God didn't take you through your tests just so you can be stronger and wiser and better as you will be. But he Yeah. 
but he could not get Egypt out of them. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's why the Bible says that when you are transformed, catch this, you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. It is not about your behavior. You, that, is, that is not transformation just because the things that you used to do, you don't do no more. The places you used to go, you don't go no more. I hope we're not streaming. I'm not to be real transparent. The reason I don't go to the weed house 10 years ago is because when I went there, nobody was yeah. I'm sorry, that was too transparent. The reason that I didn't go to the bed and get the liquor from that liquor store because the liquor store wasn't there. The reason I can't drop it like this hot dog. It's not about you having a transform action. It's about you having a transform attitude. Your mind got to change. Your spirit got to change. And the problem with the church is that many people are only concerned about what I do instead of who I am. You ought to be more consumed and concerned about who you are, not what you do. Because when you are who you're supposed to be, you would then do what you're supposed to do. He said, get over the issue and then deliver you from the incident. your life now five ten years ago you can't carry now in 2020 some hurts that took place in 1980 amen what that means is god brought you out of your egypt but egypt is still inside of you why in the world are you still thinking about somebody that ain't even in your peripheral vision you don't see them no more they don't call you no more you ain't got but they still rest in your spirit. You gotta say, God, deliver me just like you did from the issue. Deliver me from the incident. I gotta be transformed from my trauma. So family, what happened in Acts chapter 4 and verse 23 is that the people of God, Peter and John, particularly I love Jesus, but I just need to work out a little more. <laughs> verse 23 teaches us in Acts chapter 4, verse 23, that, that Peter and John, they've been in prison. They've been beaten. That they went through all this trauma. But they did it. All that happened because they was being faithful to God. I don't know if it is, if that's at least 10 real people in here. Let's say that admit that some of the drama I'm going through is because I'm following the Lord. Amen. I'm, I'm still looking for that line Sunday school teacher that told me that the moment you give yourself to the Lord, everything will be alright. Everything will be taken care of. You won't have no problems. You won't have no issues. When I find her, I'm going to do something to her because the reality is that that ain't nothing but that's a lie from the enemy. The reality is that sometimes when you follow the Lord, the Lord will lead you in places that you would not prefer. And as a result of it, there will be things that will happen that actually sets the stage for God to perform. And so much, family, what I'm learning from the text is that these individuals, Peter 
Peter and John, these apostles, these disciples, these followers of the Lord, they're going through all of this trauma, all of these issues being beaten, being talked about, being put in prison. All of these things are happening, but here it is, family. The Bible continues and says, here it is, catch this. They said in, in, in Acts chapter 4, after they were released from prison, the Bible says in verse 23, they went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. They basically said, all that stuff we've been through, we got to go back and tell the believers what has happened. We got to tell them what just happened because with us telling them what just happened, that will encourage them. Can I encourage you that not only do you need to share your testimony because it'll be a blessing to other people, catch this, but when you share your testimony and what you are going through, it will make the complainer that's going through less stop complaining. Amen. Have you ever been around people that they, they think they got it hard until they talk to the right person? They be like, whoa, it's me. This ain't right. That didn't happen. And you start telling them your story. And they're like, well, hold on. Maybe it's not as bad <laughs> as yes. <laughs> Maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. The reality is this, is that oftentimes, family, when the believer goes through, when the believer goes through, it is the enemy's purpose for will for the, for the believer to stop. But what God desires the believer to do is to keep going. That's why you gotta press your way through it, come here, Paul. Is that not what you said? You said you haven't attained anything. He said, one thing that I do, I've learned not only to forget those things which are behind me, but also to reach forth to those things which are before me. I'm in verse 13. He says, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Heaven, what are you saying? I'm saying that when you ever learn to press your way through the pain, push your way through the problem, push your way through the issue, push your way through the nonsense. When you push your way, you will get to a space and a place that God desires and God has demanded. You gotta understand that some of the things that you declare and decree as laws that gotta come into fruition, it has enemies attached to the declaration. So you gotta understand that when you decree it and when you declare it, then the enemy will do everything they can through principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, haters in your family. They will do everything they can to stop what you have declared and what you have decreed. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The reality is, is that what you have prayed for is already there. What you prayed for is already done. But you gotta press your way to get to the place of blessing, of provision, of prosperity. And you can't let a gnat stop you from getting the goodness of your God. You gotta press your way. And when you press your way, God will bless you. There is a blessing. Not only is there a blessing in your 
oppressing, but you gotta understand there's a blessing and a breakthrough that's awaiting you. God will bless you through your prayers. I gotta share this. This blew my mind in the morning. Is that the Lord shared with me? He said, These community small groups, catch this, it will serve as prayer closets. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, the first way, hold on. He said, They will. Serve as prayer closets. Blew me away because what he actually shared was this. Catch this. He says, oh, for you that are in small groups, every time we come together, we will pray. And just as it was in Acts, God moved on the people of God because they learned how to pray in the house. Can I challenge the group earlier? Can I encourage you even now that you gotta learn to reestablish your prayer closets in your own house? Some of you, here it is, the enemy has torn down your altar. I understand. I, I'm allowed him to tear down mine from time to time because there's been times I don't do so much that I begin to not even know for surety that prayer changes things and prayer changes people and prayer will change me. So I get so beat up sometimes that I gotta be reminded by God that you need to reestablish your altar because if you want me to rain down I first need an altar. Is there anybody here that know that the moment you reestablish your altar, Jesus name, the moment you establish your altar back in your house, demons will flee. The moment you establish your altar in your house, watch how blessings will find you. When you reestablish your altar in your house, watch how your kids will line up. will become private uh, uh, here here he says that private prayer requests will become public praise reports yeah. I'm so glad some of y'all caught that because the reality is that God is getting ready to change your view on prayer for some of you right now because God has been delayed and because God has said not now don't think God don't answer prayer like God used some of them know you used to live a life uh, that's not what you used to pray about uh, because God was answering not only the prayers from your words, uh, but he was answering the thought in your mind. Uh, I wish I had 10 people in here that say, I remember that time Reverend, when I prayed a short prayer because I knew God was already in motion uh, to do what he had to do. Have you ever been there whereby you didn't pray for stuff? Uh, you start praying Yeah. 
Acts chapter 4, verse 31. I'm done here, family. Here it is. He says, after they pray. Why? Why is prayer in your personal closet imperative? And why is prayer in these small groups going to be imperative? I told you that when you're in your small group, that God will see your house as a house of healing, a house of prayer. But here it is. He will also see it as a prayer closet. He will actually bless you publicly because of your prayers you pray in private. But here it is right there in, in chapter 4, verse 31 of the book. Of, of the book of Acts, the Bible says after they prayed, the place was shaken where they were meeting. Family, here it is, and the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God boldly. Family, can I help you on today? That may be the reason why God has not moved on your behalf is because you are not speaking the word of God boldly. You are praying. You are saying it, but you're kind of saying it contentively. You're saying it with timidity, but God is saying, I need you to share it boldly. I need you to share it with assurance that you know who I am. You trust my word. You know I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. You know it at any moment. I can turn that thing around. Is there anybody in this place that knows that when you learn how to pray to God, God will move on your behalf in so much that the Bible declared in verse 33 that after they got through praying, then human ears with great power, the apostles continued. It don't matter what your title is, it don't matter your status with God, you gotta understand that after you get through praying, you will continue. Yeah. <laughs> 
murder. You're not to be frustrated. You're not to be mad. You're not to be worried. Enjoy the favor of your life. God will He'll open doors because of the favor. God will let your enemies behave because of the favor. Is there anybody here that can thank God for the favor of Give your life to the Lord. Yeah. 